We are live. Oh, it always feels good to be live, doesn't it? It does. It makes me feel like I'm on fire. This yes. Is good. Hello, um, everybody, and welcome. I don't think that this feels like being on fire. I don't know a lot about being on fire. You see, but it as seems a terrible. As a, as a filmmaker, you should 100% be able to associate with the metaphor of feeling like you're on fire. Mm. One of these days, we're going to get a stuntman on the show, and we're going to talk about what it's like to be on fire. Oh, literal fire? Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Today is episode 85, and, um, you know, we uh, last week was pretty great. Um, uh, talked to Ifoma Smart about the Black Lives Matter movement, and that was a lot of fun uh, for us. Uh, this week, we've been wanting to get uh, our special guest on the show for quite a while, actually, um, since we met him. Um, his name is Robert, and he is a, a Kitchener-Waterloo uh, community television producer. Um, really good dude. Uh, I met him when I was at the um, the pitch session for the KW Arts Fund. So that's where I, I cool. met him for the first time. So we got a chance to chat, and he was like interviewing people uh you know trying to understand what what well i'm gonna let him talk about it a little bit more so um without further ado let's uh let's uh, start the show let's start the show one two three four start the show. let's go Woo! hey guys i'm adrian and i'm jay we run fable forest films right now we're totally independent but what's the dream making crazy awesome film and television for the biggest studios this podcast is our journey Welcome. Welcome, Robert. Hi, everyone. Hi, Robert. Uh, now, thank, thank you yeah. for joining us. Thank, thank you for joining me. us. Robert, <laughs> now, I just wanted to say, before we got the show started, I just I noticed as soon as we began that you had a Yeti mic and you had a puff, puff pad in front of your mic, and I noted that your sound would be far better than our sound, and we're the hosts of the show. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Well, yes, I mean, ev everything shifting uh, from working from home, you, you kind of have to shift and, and, and start investing. And now that, you know, community television doesn't stop just because the pandemic is on, everyone needs their local information and, and you've got to just beef up on your quality. Now, I would like to know uh, how you knew that that was a Yeti mic. Me? Yeah. It's just a, it's just a general shape of the of the Yeti mic. Um, I just I just assumed that I'm not sure about the color. I don't know if that's the Yeti color, but uh, certainly that sort of the round ball of the top of the mic is very iconic of the Yeti mic. So I just the uh, the only Yeti I know is the those great big drinks creatures that live in the. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those drinks? Yeah, and, and yeah. the creature. Yeah, the creature. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, th th this this is a Yeti, and I bought a silicone covering for it, plus this extra muff here and this the pop filter, um, just for any kind of drop problems or anything like that. If I dropped it, I uh, do not want to have to buy another one. <laughs> That's right. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, look look at that. Look at this thing. Yeah, that oh, is a hey. sweet sweet mic. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Um, so, uh, you know, again, thank, thanks for joining us. We, we um, 
I got a chance to speak with you when I was at the KW Arts Fund uh, grant kind of application uh, info session. And, uh, and then again, you came out to work with us uh, at TKO Fighting Arts uh, when we were ramping up to uh, uh, kind of have the big Art of Eight Limbs fight night. Um, so, you know, and since then, uh, you know, we've had a chance to sit down and ch chat. And I've been really interested... Um, because you kind of blew me away with with what your interests were when we started chatting. You were you were like, I love the news, you know. And uh, <laughs> I was like, that that seems so dumb to me. But uh, but that said, uh, I love to hate on the news. So I really I've I've been really wanting to to sit down and talk to you. Can you start just start to tell us a little bit about um, kind of your intro into filmmaking and your brand of filmmaking and and kind of how you got to where you are today sure so uh, from the beginning i've always had an interest in um television broadcasting and the news uh, ever ever since i was a child my parents were were never one to shy me away from the news uh it was always like you need to know what's going on in the world um don't shelter from obviously if it's like you know content might be a little graphic you know, you know shield your children but when it comes to just basic information of what's going on in the world you, you really don't want them to to be completely separated from it you don't want them to be uh, like arrogant and, and and innocent from from everything there's a lot of information that you can learn from the news um that can really help you grow and, and shape your mind and, and and it's not even not even focusing on just one outlet like uh, just watching cbc or just watching ctv or city cp24 etc each news organization has its own bias it's it it uh, it's it's the unfortunate truth each one leans yeah. a certain way um but if you follow each news outlet like i do i follow every news outlet american and canadian um on all of my media outlets and i gather each information from each one and that's how i start building my understanding because one outlet will will say a story one way and one outlet will say a story another way um mm. so i i never really shied away from that um what what got me started was uh it was surprising i was actually supposed to be going into police foundations out of high school um and i was going to be uh, a police officer and hopefully my end goal i had everything planned out of course my Not with that hair robert <laughs> right i could get nice and buzzed and yeah you know a flat top that's that's not a police <laughs> yeah, yeah. haircut let me tell you what <laughs> it's way too friendly looking <laughs> oh yeah right um but no i was I, I actually wanted to be in the special forces in in, in the canadian csis right cool. um, so i was i was i had started a, a high school co-op uh, at a security, a local security company in uh, in my hometown of Oshawa, Ontario, um, and uh, so, so you, you, sorry, just to just to stop yes. you there, I'm just going to jump forward a, a quick second. Yeah, did you sit down and have the application interview for CSIS or for the? Are you getting no, he, to that part of the story? He can't tell you. <laughs> it was it was a secret. Shh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, th th this was this was that was uh, that was a, a job I wanted to retire from, kind of thing. Okay. Um, but no, I, it was just with a basic security firm in in in, in local Oshawa. Um, and then what had happened was, is the local office had closed, it shut down uh, about a week before my co-op was supposed to start. Um, so 
the school's panicking around. I had no courses to fill in this co-op section. Um, and they're like, well, there's there's this little community TV channel here in in Oshawa. Uh, it services Durham, uh, but uh, you'd be doing filing for them and you'd be doing like, like helping with customer service and whatnot. It's called Rogers, Rogers Community Television. And I said, okay. Um, Sure, I'll do filing, whichever. I just I don't want to be in school. <laughs> <laughs> so I I went for the interview and I sat down with the, with the volunteer coordinator uh, at the station and I said, yeah, I'm ready to do whichever. The school said filing and, and and customer service. I'm I'm totally down for that. That's okay. And she just stopped me right there and she's like, no, no, no. This is that's you. You're gonna run this TV show over here now. Yeah, you exactly. Know? She she was like, so this is your camera and it's a camera that was massive. About you know, uh, it, it sits eighty pounds on top of a hundred pound tripod, and they're like, "Yeah, so you're going to be our, our that was it. You're going to be our camera guy for today's show. So you can get on in there, and we'll see how you do, and we'll move on from there." And I said, "That's that's great," and that's that's where she started at. After that, I was I was doing 60, 80 hours a week volunteering, um, just back and forth, and I just I fell in love with it ever since. Wow. Now, uh, 80 hours a week as a volunteer, uh, what kinds of things were you doing? So uh, I had a mixture of in-studio and uh, on-location productions that I would do. So um, we we had a morning show. We had a former morning, morning show called uh, Daytime. Um, it was it was the local version of uh, breakfast television, but instead of focusing on what was going on in Ontario or Toronto, it was focused on what's going on in Oshawa and the Durham region. Mm -hmm. So I did that every morning, five um, five days a week, uh, and it it ran from seven thirty in the morning till noon, going live at eleven a.m. Um, so I did that five days a week. I do the afternoon shows of whichever would be taping that day. Series changed weekly to monthly uh community television series are are very short-lived um so you get about six eight episodes in you're on to the next project mm -hmm. um and then on 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 the other side of that uh i do on location shoots so uh rogers and rogers tv they they broadcast with volunteers uh the ohl um network of television games in their local networks of course awesome um so Oshawa Generals, Kitchener Rangers, Guelph Storm, um, just all, all across so southwestern Ontario, um, they they do broadcast and they also do broadcast the queue. Um, so I did um, I did broadcast the Oshawa Generals uh, for about three seasons with them, and then through Rogers, I got empl uh, employment uh, with the Oshawa Generals as their music coordinator um, for a season. Um, and just from there, it grew. And uh, it, I did everything from hockey games to local cooking shows on location to yoga to the uh, Oshawa hosted the Women's World Cup of Lacrosse in 2013. Um, and it, it just everything we covered. What? Uh, talk to us a little bit about um, filming a hockey game. So how many cameras in, a, in an OHL stadium? So in an OHL broadcast, um, yeah. what usually comes of it is uh, in its full force with a community television station broadcasting it. Uh, it's about six cameras, uh, one and two. No, not not really. You, you'd be surprised. Six yeah. cameras. Um, 
maybe eight if you count uh, the OHL requires um, every station. Doesn't matter if it's Rogers, Kojiko, Shaw, whichever. They require to have two cameras in the roof of every stadium looking over the net. Mm. Um, it is it is part of the requirements that you have to have that just so they can review it. You have right. to be constantly recorded no matter what. Um, right. And they have now, to be able to Now you guys that. can use that footage though. Yes, yes, yeah, we yeah, can yeah. use it. We have access to it, but the oh, OHL no. gets first dibs, of course. Yeah. Um, so there's about six to eight cameras, six manned cameras. Um, two of them will be in the stands where 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 everyone else is sitting and watching. Um, one of them will be a very tight, long lensed, very very long lensed camera for the tight shots, head to toe um, shots of these players getting like shots or anything like that um, or smashed or smashed or anything you that camera you are always tight in on that player you are never and, wide you're if you what, are wide what, you are yelled at <laughs> and what frame rate uh, is it is everything shooting at like 2997 or like what what frame rate are the camera shooting at is anything uh, so shooting high speed it, it it really depends um because Sportsnet will come in and cover some of our some of some of the broadcasts throughout uh, Ontario, so they mm-hmm. will bro- broadcast the OHL game in 4K um, at at 120 or 60, depending on 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 the building's resources, of course. Um, but uh, with a community television channel, um, it's usually it's shot and interlaced, so it's it's uh, 1080i. Um, at uh, fifty nine nine seven, which I okay. so like it's it's yeah. a, it's about thirty frames a second if you if you uh, once it converts and goes through your cable box, um, but it shoots fifty nine nine seven. What is nine, what does interlaced mean? For so interlaced, <laughs> so so when when you buy a TV at Best Buy or or Walmart or whichever, you will always have the option between getting like a TV that's ten eighty i. And 1080p. 1080i is about the same size as 720p if you want to go with the conversion rates and everything mm-hmm. and that eventually from start to finish. Um, but what interlaced mm-hmm. is is if you remember an old TV set, a CRT fat TV with a big back mm-hmm. on the end of it. They weighed mm-hmm. like 100, 200, 300 pounds, filled with lead. They gave off that nice, really high-pitched hum. <laughs> and you could see the lines in it go back and forth across yeah. it. If you looked real close, you could see the three colors and you could see the lines going across. That's interlaced. That's your TV is refreshing going across every other line and then it comes down on every other line afterwards. So mm. it, it makes it a seamless transition. If you that's why when you shoot a TV that is interlaced, like an old CRT TV or the new ones that you can get seven or 1080i, um, if you shoot that with a camera or anything like that, you can still see the refresh rate that comes down. When you mm. see that, and it comes that that's your camera is near the like it, it's off from the shutter rate or the frame rate that that television is refreshing in, so mm. that's why you can see the lines coming down, coming through. If you speed up or slow down your your camera's shutter speed, to to either you can have that black bar stop in your TV, or you can remove it altogether depending on the rate. Um, that that's what happens is that you're you're starting to see those lines, seeing the refresh rates. Oh, I like this. I just got a Twitch uh, comment here. Uh, you want want to become famous? Yes, we do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's buy some followers, primes, and viewers on adviewers.com. No, no thanks. 
But thanks yeah. very much. Thank I you. Wish. We, we appreciate that. No. <laughs> we'll just spend some money, and then we'll be famous. It's going right. to be great. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five dollars. Um, that's really cool. So I assume that I assume that you know you've got like uh, a, a back room with all the the. TVs and you're screaming it's you're like god damn it Bobby get to camera one for that and like people are not paying attention yeah uh, is there a lot of yelling in the back room I assume yeah so so uh, how the community channels work um, it does depend on the region like if uh, say if you're you're in Barry in Barry uh, with the Barry Colts they their production center is built in to the stadium where the Colts play. So okay. they don't they don't really need a, a television truck to come out. So they can broadcast anything from there. Um, but how most of the stations work is that there's a broadcast truck that will mm. travel from the station to the arena, uh, and then all the volunteers and and staff will sit in there and broadcast the game from there. And the cables run inside the building, and that's why usually when you set up for a hockey game, you're there five hours of five hours before game time wow. to set up. And make sure that everything is working. And if anything's not working, you can repair it in that amount of time. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of yelling in the truck. There's a lot of screaming. But I mean, vol- volunteer like volunteers can do almost anything when it comes to a broadcast like that at either Kojiko or Rogers um, or Shaw, if you will. Um, what they, they can they can do anything from directing and producing. They can do uh, video replay, which is which is like. You know, when 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 they when they score a goal or anything like that, you you see the instant replay. That's mm-hmm. someone's controlling that. Someone's going back, editing that, setting the in, setting the out, and then pressing play within those five six seconds that you're that's that, so that cool. Yeah. For, that's right? crazy. That's so cool. Someone is, I love someone, it. Is, someone is sitting. It, it makes that edit. Yeah. My, and I then think my, it my makes fi- it available to the system <laughs> so that you can replay it right then. And I think yeah, my, one is, of my favorite parts is like. It, you, they're 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 taking a bunch of students and yeah, and giving them these awesome jobs, right? Um, which is which is pretty exciting. Now, how many how many people are how many people involved in say for instance one of these games is a volunteer? Is everyone a volunteer, or is it just the is it just the camera operators? Is there someone who is like who? How many? How many so, of the organization so on an on an ohl broadcast and i mean it, it can change because because the crew doesn't just do an ohl broadcast they'll do lacrosse they'll do soccer they'll do whatever yeah, um, yeah, yeah but the crew it's usually um it's usually two employees total um and then the rest okay. of the crew is volunteers so two two employees and usually what you need for an entire crew is about 13 volunteers for wow. a for, for a good fully staffed fully crewed game for everything to be filled um and that's with that's with runners as well so like a runner will will go from the truck grab stats from from the ohl representatives up in the booth and run it back down or swap out a camera op if they need to if someone has to go to the washroom or anything like that um yeah so if you only have eight people you gotta piss in a cup (laughs) i yes no Um, nobody can relieve you (laughs) There's no relief yes. for you. No. Let's let's just say that let's just say that you hope the periods go fast and they have a long intermission. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those periods they go fast. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so it, 
when you when you show up with a broadcast truck, because yep. um, I want to talk about the trucks too, because these are very exciting. Um, oh, but when you when you show up uh, with the broadcast truck, um, are your you're bringing cameras in or cameras are already there. Are you running cables or is everything super wireless? Talk to us a little bit about like how that works. Infrastructure. Yeah. Infrastructure. Well, of course. So uh, it depends on the venue you're at. Uh, when it comes to an o basic OHL broadcast, um, the cameras and the gear are not there. They, they live on the truck mm -hmm. um, and uh, the cables stay there. Nine times out of 10, if you're with an OHL team, that has been around for um, get like just either a short amount of time or they've, they've, they've invested the money to upgrade their facility. The wires are already run through the walls of the facility. Mm. So nothing has to be torn down. So you like park at a specific place in the back and they're like, here's yeah. your, here's your shunt of all your wires that go to your different locations and things like that. Exactly. And then, and then you run the cameras to each one of those locations. Um, but that, that it's, it's not just cameras and whatnot that's out there. It's, it's, it, there's wireless gear that you have to make sure that runs for, for microphones. You have to have a handheld mic for that host that's standing on the other side of the arena. Mm -hmm. You have to have some type of transmitter that has to all be assembled. All the cameras have to be assembled. The commentator booth is not assembled. So you have to have a table. Oh wow! Like if, if if you're watching wrestling or anything like that, and you see wrestlers get thrown on thrown on to to the table, and everything breaks and falls apart and goes everywhere, I cringe every time I see that. Just because I know how long it takes to set up one of those tables, you take these boxes, you take televisions, you take everything, you set it up, you plug it all in, make sure it's all working good. You test the headsets out. You're making sure every everyone sounds great, and then a wrestler goes through it, you know? <laughs> so what kind of waiver do you sign as a co-op? That's like, listen, if you go to a wrestling match, there is a 90% chance that you're going to get some great big dude that smashes into your TV and yourself and knocks you on the floor. <laughs> well, well, when it comes to that, uh, everyone, like everyone, every volunteer does sign and understand what what's coming up because in in, in a song, you, you could get a ball to the face right <laughs> you uh, that's that's happened to me i've i've gotten a ball right into the end of my lens and popped in like popped it right into my face it, it happens um, but, but you're covered you're covered <laughs> camera work is dangerous uh camera yeah. work is dangerous yeah can be can be because also the thing is if you if you when you're looking in the eyepiece you don't realize it's it's almost like it's somewhere else right uh, like it, there was a commercial that was being shot in Cape Town, South Africa, and yeah. the car, it was a stunt driver, and it was a commercial for many, you know, the, the car, mm -hmm. and uh, the the camera operator was, and this was back in everybody was shooting on thirty five mil film, the camera operator had his eye on the lens, and he's just following the action, following the action, and he, it's like it's like you transported somewhere else because he doesn't realize that the guy, the stunt driver lost control of the car. He's just trying to get the shot, trying to get the shot, trying to get the shot. And eventually somebody dove in from the side and like tackled him out of the way. And he just managed to get out of there before the car went straight through the camera. Yeah. It's almost like you're wearing a VR headset, if you will. When, when, you, when, you're, when you're doing handheld, it's different than when it's on a tripod. If you're doing handheld, you're here. Your right eye is in, in, in the lens, in the eyepiece. Your left eye, you usually close it just, just right. so that you're not, you're not being distracted by other things. So you're now in almost kind of like a, a, a single eye mono like VR headset mm -hmm. and you turning and everything, it kind of feels like you're in a video game or like, like, yeah. like to total virtual reality. You you need a, you need a camera spotter. 
Yes. Well, yes. and and that's in some that's the whole cases, point. Of, in some cases, yeah. That's the whole point of the thirteen people on a crew. Uh, you have the handheld people in 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 the uh, in the stands down mm-hmm. down right at ice at ice point and whatnot. You have you can have someone sitting with them, making sure that because fans don't like camera people in front of them. It they've got a big big technical <laughs> box blocking their view from the expensive seats they've bought. But right. I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> We had some folks that weren't impressed with our camera guys at Art of Eight Limbs uh, when they were in front of them in standing at the corner of the ring or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we got some we got some comments, that's for sure. So now to, to step aside from the OHL and the sort of the event yeah. shooting, have you ever done some like gnarly kind of news gathering mm-hmm. where you're where you're out on the streets? Well, let me. But, but, okay, yeah. Camera. Let's hear about that. Let's hear about that. <laughs> so, for me, I, I haven't done a lot of like right in the depths of 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 people in the it, like just around. Um, for news gathering, I I do a small local like hyper local news program. It only focuses on on four communities. Um, it, it it focuses on Waterloo Region, Brantford, Brant. Uh, Guelph, Wellington, and, and Stratford, Perth. Um, so, uh, so some of the protests and whatnot I have covered and whatnot, um, but under the under the COVID nineteen restrictions, I couldn't cover the 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 Black Lives Matter one uh, in downtown Kitchener, unfortunately. Long lane, um, bro. I, I I wish I wish, <laughs> but um, no. The, the I've I've gone to like protests and, and things like that and been in the streets and and you wander and people push you aside and and things like that, um, but yeah, like m- most of the stories I do are hopefully uh, as I said I like to keep them positive. Um, I like to keep the the aspect of news um, more more honest, more truthful, um, and I I I don't or I try to make sure that my programs aren't leaning one way or the other. Um, just because I think people deserve the full on truth of, of the story, whether, whether you're conservative, liberal, green, blue, black, you know, whichever. Well, that's what I really liked about your piece about the art of eight limbs show. You, you kind of let us say our piece, but then also said, also the show's not that great, you know? Uh, (laughs) So people probably shouldn't watch it. You know, we we hyped it up. You tore it down. You know, that's I and I appreciate that. You know, it's <laughs> fair and fair and balanced. You know, but uh, but what I wanted to say was, you know, I I, I watch. Do you watch the show um, uh, Hassan Minaj, a Patriot Act on Netflix? Have you seen that show? No, I haven't yet. How about you, Adrian? No. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, it's a great show. It's three seasons long uh, so far, but really, it's it's just like a, a it's another. I don't want to say satire exactly. It's kind of like uh, the last week tonight with John Oliver, where he picks a story and he kind of builds up his, you know, uh, facts about it and stuff like that. Anyways, he, the I think the last show he did was all about where we get our news, and I I thought it was great. And um, you guys should check it out for sure. And everyone who's watching, check out the show on Netflix. But um, he was talking about how, um, you know the great big news organizations, your, your Foxes and your CNNs and your, your things like that. They definitely have this huge slant, like you were talking about, and you do have to pay attention to both of them. But what he was saying was that the best news that you can get is actually your local newspaper. 
and um, he was talking about how the local newspapers are in big trouble. Um, and uh, but he was talking about how almost every major news story of the last like forever it's not found by the huge globe and mail or the huge um you know uh you know whatever it's it's by like the miami herald or the the boston newspaper or the toronto star or whatever like it's it's found by these you know smaller newspapers and uh, he just talked about how you know supporting your local newspaper you know, these are the guys that are out on the street finding these happy stories, these great things that are happening in your local region. And they're the ones that are also trying to hold, uh, let's say, government uh, accountable locally, you know. So if, sh if weird shit's going on in your town, uh, you know, the, the you know, global news doesn't care necessarily, um, you know, about that small thing, but your local station um, is more likely to be kind of have their their thumb on the pulse or whatever. Anyways, it was a really cool show, and it, it made me think about um, you know uh, yourself and and what you think about just the news in general, and and um, and so you know I do love hearing you talk about uh, the fact that you go out and find a bunch of local news content. What what types of things do you normally find? Uh, things I normally find, and it's usually just things that are that most people wouldn't wouldn't even know about. Like um, uh, the, where where I, where I met you was the K KW Arts Fund. Uh, it was just a a small piece I had found. I I do get email updates to just sign up for their newsletters and whatnot. Um, but the region had sent out this email saying, "Hey, come on down," and kind. Uh, like get like uh promote uh your arts funds and, and 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 get some funding for yourself and i said that this is great i wonder how many people don't know about this it's mm -hmm. the whole thing of like did i hear about this before and why didn't i hear about this before and how can i get people to hear about it mm -hmm. um and 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 that's what i'll do uh i'll co i'll cover like the from the from the larger stories to the smaller stories there was um uh there was there was a couple uh, a couple of women in Stratford that uh, were were sitting outside their uh, local um, fabric land, and they didn't want it to close, so they were collecting signatures for their petition. I drove, I drove out to Stratford, went and interviewed them and covered them, and 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 did a whole three minute story on them just to like get their story heard to get people out there and and, and sign the pieces. I I mean, uh, um, but I'll I'll go to i'll go to many locations like i'll go to toronto or anything like that if it's if it's concerning the waterloo region it doesn't yeah. matter how big is the story how small the story um if 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 it's something that people should should know about and they can get involved that's the whole thing is if they can get involved then i'll i'll show it i remember the last time we had coffee uh you, you were like okay i gotta go uh i'm heading over because this township is getting new water meters and i was like okay yeah. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, that, that was the uh, the county of Brant got new smart meters so that uh, employees didn't even have to go on your property anymore. They can sit in their truck, point their cell phone at your house. It reads it. They've got your they got your water meter reading That's and they drive so on to cool. the next location. That was it. But that is awesome. <laughs> now, have you ever done a story that has. I don't know something. What, what's a story that's special to you and a story that's maybe gone a bit further than the local station that you're working at? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, well, even currently, uh, just because the COVID-19 situation is going on, I am not 
I'm not stopping my show. My program itself ha- uh, was postponed, uh, but we went to a COVID special, which I started producing. Um, I wouldn't say I really have a specific story right just one just because each one is special in its own way um they're all just really like really perfect uh some that really have um connected with me um heart of eight limbs right Art of Late Limbs was 100%. great. Yes, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but, I Wait, mean, um, yes. <laughs> how many times did uh, you have to uh, get Adrian to redo his lines? That's what that's what our audience really wants to know. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to embarrass him at all or anything. Like <laughs> <laughs> Robert, Water under the bridge, yeah, Robert. Water right. under the bridge. Robert. I I, I, re- I replayed that story a couple times in, in, the, in the in the special best of episodes. I did, I did. It was a great one. Um, but but no, uh, I mean down in in Brantford, they 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 hold uh, they hold a hockey game every year. It's called Hockey Night in Brantford. Uh, and and um, those who are fairly high up in their municipalities will come out and play hockey. So so the the mayor of Brampton, Patrick Brown was there. The mayor of uh of obviously Brantford and Brant County, both David Bailey and uh uh oh, what's his name? I can't think of it. Um you know Mayor 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 of Brantford, Kevin Davis, that's it. Um yep. you know Oh uh, Kevin Davis. Good. Yeah Kevin Davis, uh Dan Matheson for Stratford, you know oh. uh Cam Guthrie from from Guelph, they they like they were all there and they were there raising money um, for for the local charities and 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 to help kids uh, get get more into hockey and whatnot and like there's just there's so many different stories like that kick like Kitchener holds similar things uh, one really good one I I felt deserved really needed a long piece was uh, one I did right before the COVID nineteen pandemic stopped my series or um, postponed my series. Um, it, it was, it's called uh, the uh, portrait uh, portrait of honor. Um, mm. So it's, it's this local artist in the kitchen Waterloo area. Um, and it's, it's down by, um, I think it's, I think it's Riverside park down in, in, uh, in uh, Cambridge. Mm-hmm. The, the kinsmen and Kinnets have their head office there. Right in there he's in the basement and he paints portraits of uh soldiers f- that have been in multiple different uh wars and those we have fallen those who have been injured um anything like that he paints them and he has portraits of thousands of people that he's Whoa. painted by hand he's he's Whoa. gotten permission he's spoken to all the families the proceeds go to him going going around around the country and back to the families of course and he he just he does it all um from the goodness of his heart and then Mm. he he gives a lot of these portraits to the families he will paint them one by one and give them to these people um Mm. he's a wonderful person and it was it was supposed to be in april he was going to have a um Toronto Maple Leafs alumni game in Cambridge, but unfortunately the pandemic did postpone that until next year. Um, and it was just raising money to help the soldiers who are injured and who are suffering from PTSD uh, and, and mental health issues from serving uh, 
in 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 the war. Um, and and it's it was just a, an amazing piece that I had to do, and and it was just one of a kind. Wow. And and so that piece mm-hmm. is available for people to watch, or it's postponed till a little bit later. No, that piece is available for people to watch. Uh, you just have to go online on YouTube, um, and then it's uh, under the Rogers TV YouTube channel, um, and uh, it, it's under the or in the Your Region This Week playlist. Um, you can find it all in there. Uh, I don't have a link on me, but it's also okay. at the Rogers Rogers TV website. Um, in the what, and what and what was it called again? Portrait of Honor. Portrait of Honor. Um, excellent name. Yeah, great title. So how how excellent are you? Because uh, are you still using um, a honking big camera? Are you still because uh, because are you shooting on a uh, an F nine hundred? Is that the camera you were shooting on? So uh, no. I can't I can't think. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a Sony. It's a, it's usually a Sony PDW XD cam is what okay. we shoot with, and it's on the on the on the similar disc. Um, and then everything has to be transferred from disc. Uh, where is it? I have a disc sitting here somewhere, actually. Um, digging through my pile of discs. So everything's shot on a disc like this. Oh, um, old school. It's all old school. It only holds about 23 gigabytes of, of footage. Ah! But it it records. It's, it's it's up to an hour of, of, of footage that's Ten, in... 1080i footage. 1080i, 720p. Um, and it, it, it's all, it, it's all go, it goes into that. It's a, it's a shoulder cam. Yeah. It's similar to if, if, if people know their cameras, the PDW 700s, it's very similar to that camera, but it's not exactly that one. Yeah. Uh, but so, so they, they are good, honking. Yeah. So how good are you at lugging that camera around with you? You must be pretty smooth <laughs> operator with that camera. Yeah. Well, I, it, it comes with me everywhere I go. It, the thing is absolutely massive. Um, I, I, I really hope eventually we, we do get to, uh, upgrade to smaller cameras, um, so that we're no longer, because with a camera that size, you need a tripod that can hold it and you need a bag to carry it and you need the special massive battery that comes with it. And yeah, but, but, (laughs) but Robert, not only are you getting paid, you also don't have to have a gym membership. You are correct. So, you are correct. Yes. So, you, like, you're welcome. That's, that's, yeah, that's what you should that's be work out. If I, if I have to shoot anything at, at, at the city of Kitchener or the region or anything like that, parking underground, walking Take the elevator. in, taking the elevator, walking to the office. <laughs> so, hectic. Hectic. so you, you're shooting everything, and then are you making your way over to an office where you edit, or do you edit everything at home? Uh, so for COVID-19, um, I do everything uh, from my home office here. Um, I can still go out and shoot uh, on, on special allowances and whatnot as long as it's, it's uh, safe and fine for everyone to do so. Um, but when it, when it wasn't the pandemic, uh, speaking before, before March, um, right. what we would do is we'd go out, we'd shoot everything, we'd come back to the office, um, and of course it's all with company vehicles and I don't have to pay for the gas. That's what I really <laughs> appreciate. Um, but no, you'd come back you'd, and you'd, we'd have, uh, an entire editing 
bay, if you will. So it's it's a hallway with a bunch of doors that you go into, and you go in there, and there's a massive computer that's super powered that you can transfer all the content onto. You save it on servers so that you can access it from any one of the computers in the office, and then you edit it from there. Um, and you edit it, get it together, everything like that. You put the graphics on top of it. You, you make sure everything's titled properly and whatnot. And then you pump it out uh, for the program at the end of the week, at least for my program. Um, but I mean, those, those, those cameras can be hooked up to a little backpack and that backpack makes it live and we can just go live from literally anywhere we are. Wow. That's, that's awesome. so cool. Now, what do you, what do you, what do you edit on? So what, what software do you use? So in the office, um, we edit on Avid. Um, so it, it's a it's a fairly robust, beefy software. Um, uh, personally, myself, I don't find it that user friendly for my for 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 my my tastes. Um, but we use Avid and um, uh, Marquee for the titling tools and whatnot. Um, what do you use? But at home, I have the hey! entire at home. I have the entire Adobe Creative Cloud. Um, so I, I use Premiere, After Effects, Photoshop, Illustrator, and whatnot. Um, and I just build the shows in that and send it off. High five. That's what we do too. <laughs> now, now <laughs> nice I, I, have, I have heard that some of the local TV stations, the news stations, are moving to a format where they are using smaller cameras mm -hmm. and they are beginning to edit everything on iPads. That's correct. Yeah. What? So <laughs> and, and they're, doing, they're doing the edit like right there. Yeah, they're doing yes. the edit like right there. They'll be like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> now I've just so, heard about this. I haven't seen it, but yeah. So I, I've seen it multiple times. Uh, just just being out out there in in the in the realm. Um, I've seen CTV out there, and and they they do that aspect. They have small small Canon. I wouldn't call them camcorders. They're a little more than camcorders, but they do mm -hmm. they do take SD cards, mm -hmm. um, and they shoot on that. They do their stand up with their CTV mic and whatnot. They take the SD card off. They put it in the iPad. Um, they edit everything, and then it's sent to um, the the local station here, and then they will air it. But none of the none of the graphics are done on that. None of it's it's just mm -hmm. all just you're doing is cut. yeah. cutting it up, send yeah. it off, and then they will do all the graphics at the station. It's pretty cool though. Yeah. So it's so nice. you got, have to assume, man, the iPad must <laughs> create proxy files or like what you know what i mean like if they're shooting on something that's 4k or like how is it how are you mm. able to move the footage around and you know well with with local cool. networks un unless it's un unless it's actually there's 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 no major news network uh in canada that i know of that is broadcasting anything in 4k, oh, 4K. Okay. they're they're all uh 1080 um Right. Currently, makes, especially with the iPad, the iPad cannot handle anything uh, that would be more than 1080 by any means. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That's cool, and, though. I mean, That's cool. To be a, to because uh, iPads don't generally come with card slots, so no. I would imagine that these are specifically designed <laughs> iPads for this purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like that'd be pretty beefy. I, I think that'd be pretty beefy iPads. Mm. It's you. It's usually a. It's 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 usually like a, a mid grade iPad. I wouldn't say it's super super high end. Um, oh, and really? then they do have the 
uh, Lightning port SDI or not, not SDI, uh, Lightning port SD card uh, adapter reader thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that's how they go there. From there. So yeah. I mean, nobody that's listening to this show, but like, let's take a quick moment. Um, but sure. nobody that's made it, uh, you know, to forty-two minutes uh, <laughs> is is looking for an update from us. But Adrian, what's what are, what are we looking at here? Uh, is that uh, some sh- that that looks too small to be shifted? That looks. Uh, how are we doing? What is that? That Hell. is shifted. Oh goodness! There, <laughs> there. Yeah, is one hour and fifty minutes. Woo! So wow. you can see the gaps, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There, but these scenes might not be this size, and then gap gear, gap here, gap here, gap here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you feeling? What? What's? Uh, give us a little bit of a. Give us a little taste. Give us a little update. Yeah, I'm feeling really excellent. Uh, there's just a so shifted for you, Robert. Shifted is um, our uh, third feature film. It'll be a horror thriller. And uh, I'm feeling at the moment we're 98% of it. What we're doing now is the, the, the first. What we're doing now is the first edit and the first run through, and then we're going to have to see the kinds of things we're going to have to repair and fix to make it a movie that's worth watching. I am excited about a huge chunks of this movie. I am excited about other chunks of the movie. I'm like, we got some work to do. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's at the moment it's kind of a bittersweet relationship with the movie, but uh, listen, I am it's, looking listen, forward. To it's finishing. always a bittersweet. <laughs> okay, but you know it's funny. Uh, Adrian came over the other night and we were just chit chatting, and he was uh, telling me about some of the lines in the movie that I had forgotten because it's been a while since we uh, wrapped <laughs> these scenes, and um, I was like, "Wait, did we actually?" Did they say that in the movie? And he was like, "Yeah, that was what we wrote. That's uh, it's what they they said." I was like, "Yes, that is amazing. I'm so excited." <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, "We're thing. good at we're good at this." I I forgot. Uh, like every now and again, I'll I'll take a I'll just take a picture of the screen, or I'll take a screenshot, or I'll take a picture of the frame that I'm, yeah. and I'll send it to to the actor who I'm busy working on the scene in. And the one actor, Derek Lackenbauer, he was like, he said, oh my, I can't wait to see this movie because I've forgotten it. So when I watch it, it's going to be like I'm watching it for the first time. Sorry, everyone. Uh, we're These getting there. These are all terrible things. We're getting there. Yeah. Uh, hey, Nuno. Hey, Danny. How's it going, guys? Oh, look at this Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hey, oh. <laughs> that uh, that's a Danny right there. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, um, Robert, you know, we're going to get to movies uh, soon. But uh, one of the other things that you, you had mentioned to me is just, again, your, your love for the news. And, and we want to hear, tell us some of the inspirations that made you love the news. Who are some of your favorite newscasters? Wait, before you do that, actually, Adrian, can you name me four newscasters that are real? No. <laughs> can you? <laughs> that was can quick. You name, Robin- can, you name one, can you name one? <laughs> one news guy. One news human. Um, no, to be to be honest, I'm a terrible person to ask about names. Firstly, secondly, this is, this is excellent because, because the name I would probably say. Uh, now oh, I can yeah, cut yeah, it out yeah. and just have Adrian saying, "Honestly, I'm a terrible person." That's it. <laughs> I got I got it on my iPad, and I've already gotten that little piece. Send it to the news broadcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm not fair and balanced. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, um, so the newscasters I love, I mean, um, I've, I've, I've really focused on uh, Lloyd Robertson when he was still um, on CTV before he retired. He'd been on there for, for decades. He, he, he'd done the uh, uh, CTV's coverage of the 1988 Calgary Olympics. He, he'd been on the national, he'd, he'd previously been on the CBC's national um, beside uh, uh, Peter Mansbridge. Uh, for years before before he he left and joined um, uh, CFTO and CTV um, and 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 joined Bell Media, um, but the way he told stories and 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 the way he expressed things he he always kept or he always tried to keep it from being too biased um, and, he, and like anything like that he never really threw in his personal opinions unless unless it was really something that was needed. Um, and it, it, his, his current replacement, uh, Lisa Leflam, um, they, she's, she's doing an amazing job as well. Um, with, with them, they're both, they are both actually, um, the Grand River region natives. Um, from what I know is Lloyd Robertson's from Stratford. The, there's a, there's a garden in front of city hall that's named after him, the Lloyd Robertson garden. Oh, um, cool. And Lisa Leflam is uh, from the Kitchener area as well, um, and it, it's just I love how I, lo I love how they they tell a story, um, and and how they share everything. The one main thing that always stuck out about this, and th this was a, uh, a Lisa Leflam story, um, almost I think it was right as soon as she started, if not like within her first year. Um, it was it was when the CRTC was uh, was implementing skinny packages and saying that there has to be a cheap television uh, alternative to the current cable packages. Oh back yeah, in, okay, okay. Back in like 2013 of some sort. Um, obviously, the large the, the 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 large networks didn't like that. Rogers Bell, Telus Shaw, they were not having it. They didn't want that, obviously, because they're they're going to lose money. Um, mm. So I remember I, I watched, I, I was watching the CTV newscast um, and Bell, Bell had said they, that they didn't want, um, oh, doggo going yep. away. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but no, I was watching the newscast and what had happened was Bell had said that you're not to make comment about the skinny packages. It's not allowed. Mm, no, right. Not, we don't want, we don't want any kind of publicity about it. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want anything of the sort. What, what CTV News did was they took that email, they made it public, and they did an entire story on it and said, at no point is our, uh, is our parent network and parent company allowed to tell us to, what to do, to tell us what we can and can't air. That's unconstitutional. Whoa. It's against the law. And they aired a story about the skinny packages. Whoa. And later on, Bell got rid of that executive and CTV went against their parent and there was nothing they could do because it, what, what they were doing was against the law and, and to have a, to have a network stand up and, and brave their face like that and, stand, and yeah. stand up to their parent like that is, is absolutely astonishing to me. And they, they really earned my respect from that. But the executive but. lost their job and the, the executive after them knows what the stakes are and yes. so now 
now like the tendency towards not standing up to your boss when your boss sends something down the pipe that says you may not do this i don't know it's it they like it's almost like they won the battle do you know what i mean but the war rages mm -hmm. on you know that particular battle ctv won that battle yeah but in the long-term scheme of things bell wants to have control over their over their organizations so it's just a tough it's a tough fight but well, it's, it is, it's cool to see, though, that that the the news organization, when they feel that it's really needed, uh, mm -hmm. you know, has the has the, you know, uh, the no, wherewithal no, to no one from the them, yeah. no one from the news network um, lost their job, at least at least on the on the on the front lines that was publicly released, of course, because there could have been something behind the scenes that mm -hmm. could have happened. Don't know. Yeah. Happens. Well, it's, it it reminds me of uh, I do watch John Oliver a lot, uh, mm -hmm. and and I'd love to hear what you think about uh, kind of those satirical news shows. But I do watch John Oliver a lot, and that's kind of where I get some of my news. Um, and uh, um, he does shit on AT and T a lot, uh, you know, <laughs> he, and he he calls them uh, their their news daddy or something like that because I guess AT and T owns the HBO or whatever. And so he, uh, but he shits on their head quite a bit and says they can't do anything about it or whatever because of what's in his contract or something. So it's, uh, he takes people to task for, for sure as well. What do you think about, uh, you know, daily show? Um, what do you think about like, uh, the, the nightly news shows, like the David Letterman's and all those kind of things, as far as like bringing news to the people. I don't, I don't find them bad. Um, it, it really depends on, on what network will be broadcasting them. A lot of them is NBC, ABC, of course. Um, so you have you have to figure out who they're with and who they're being broadcasted by, of course. Mm. Um, and of course, uh, right now, uh, any any nightly talk show that's broadcasted by Fox is actually now operated by ABC. Mm. So that's. That's how it is. Fox, Fox, Fox lost everything that was any kind of entertainment. They only kept their news organization itself because Disney couldn't own both Fox News and ABC News. It's just it it, it would have created too much of a narrow market. Mm -hmm. um, but that that's what I try to look at first: is who's broadcasting them. Then you're more likely to understand what kind of content you're going to get. Um, the one I used to watch often, I don't watch them anymore um, just because work work is absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. He does the Late Late Show. Um, Craig uh, Ferguson. No, no, I wish, but no. Stephen, um, Col Stephen Colbert. No, British guy. British guy. James Corden. James Cor Corden. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. James Corden with the yes. Late Late Show. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I do, I do like his stuff. It's, it's very funny. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I do feel like he does, like he will make a joke. He'll, he'll take a couple of jabs here and there, but then at the end he'll go, no, no, but no, really like it's, it's, it's truly a great piece or it's truly wonderful. What kind of message you're trying to share. And then he'll go on a bit serious with it for a bit and then back to sat uh, satirical mm -hmm. and, and, that's what I like. Um, I'm not a fan of like the the Jimmy Kimmel's and Jimmy Fallon's just because I find it's nothing but super. Like they put such a spin on the story 
to to make it hilarious that it it starts to lose its actual mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. news meaning, if you will. Mm -hmm. But they, they've they've turned it into comedy, which is the whole point of their job, <laughs> mm -hmm. for sure. Um, uh, Adrian, you, any any yeah, go ahead. Do you watch or have you watched the newsroom? Okay, okay, I know. Yes, <laughs> so. I have seen the first three episodes of the newsroom. I love it. I do love it. It awesome. is ab absolutely amazing. That's a um, but the it, it's getting time. It's always getting time just because it's, it's eight hour days. Yeah, and yep, that, yep, that, yep. That, those are the short days. I mean, and then it's mm -hmm. like, once you get home, you sit down and you fall asleep <laughs> and then you wake up and you're back at work. That's, that's Whoa. what it is. <laughs> stop, stop sleeping in the news van. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, it, it is a great, a great series. Adrian, do you do you have anything uh, before we before we get close to wrapping up? Adrian, do you have anything more that you want to kind of share as far as uh, what's going on uh, in in the Fable Forest side? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just working on Shifted. Uh, very exciting. We sent our production drive off to and uh, for Eight Limbs season one, season two. Sent our production drive off to the distributor, uh, Principal Media, out of Los Angeles, which is very exciting. So cool when you send a hard drive of all your stuff. Come on, world. LA. World. It's like the address is like Beverly Hills. You're like, pick ah, up the, that's pick so up, cool. Pick up the show, world. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anyway, so that, that, that was exciting. But other than that, just grinding through shifted and trying to get that out the door. Amazing. Um, Robert, one thing that we ask uh, all of our guests on the show, and we're going to give it a new slant, um, but uh, what are what are some of your favorite news related movies? Do you have news. do you have anything? Yeah, do you have anything that like you're like it's a movie, but it's about the news and it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how many movies are there specifically tailored towards the news? Um, you know, I can't. We I might have to brainstorm. <laughs> yes um and and i'm absolutely horrible with this i can tell you right now you list of you list any of your like your favorite movies i probably haven't seen them you you're like our friend zach parsons <laughs> like and that, and I can that tell actor you. hasn't seen a movie except for lord of the rings yeah i i, I haven't seen lord of the rings uh, okay <laughs> what no no whoa Let's get Zach Parsons on this show, and he's going <laughs> to recite them for you. You won't even have to watch them. It's going to be amazing. Uh, so, all right, Adrian, um, you have one. Network, the network. Uh, the, the famous monologue, Peter Finch does this famous monologue where he's like, where he just loses it. And then on live TV, he just basically tells everyone how they should be living their lives. It's excellent. And I think pretty sure he won the Oscar for that role. I'm going to say. Hold the movie. I'm gonna say Money Monster. Uh, that uh, that was a recent one with with uh, Julia Roberts and um, George Clooney, where he does a he he's like um uh, they do a a money show, kind of like a Jim Cramer sort of show, and uh, some dude like loses all his cash and then comes in and uh, holds the place hostage, and they do like a whole news show, and it was pretty great. that movie's great. That's right. Yeah, and uh, Anne actually has that DVD and watches it pretty repeatedly. The the one the one I'll say and there's there's actually a couple. Um, the the one is the interview 
where um, it's with, with uh, Seth Rogen. Yes, yeah, Seth Rogen, where he has to go interview uh, Kim Jong Un in North Korea. Absolutely <laughs> hysterical. I was supposed to go to the red carpet of that. Yeah, but, amazing. But it was canceled. The red, all, everything was canceled because of the threats from North Korea over the movie. Whoa, which which, which just made me love it even more. Um, and then there was the other one. Uh, it was George Clooney as the as the uh, main character, and he was he was um, he was like on a tv show where they're basically talking about stocks buy 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 sell 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 and then the guy takes the entire one hot hostage i'm not sure if you were paying attention to this interview when i talked about money monster uh, three yes. minutes ago yeah yes. that's that's the one that's the one okay that's the one okay was... fair enough <laughs> robert blanked out he was like okay, okay i gotta I'll... think of some movies yes then. that was i'm like oh <laughs> rack my brain <laughs> all right just give us what give about us... yeah go oh, ahead no 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 what about Anchorman? Anchorman's great. I have seen it. Anchorman's I mean, great. One hundred percent. That counts. It is. It Come is on. hilarious. Yeah. Sixty-seven percent of the time, it works. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> Loud noises. All right. Well, thanks very much, Robert, for being on. We really, I, I, I liked hearing the stories, and and we appreciate what you do. I mean. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? Before we let you go, what? Tell us what's next for you. Like, what are your what are your aspirations for work? What is it that you really want to do? Because if we talk with a, with a filmmaker, we say, if money was no object, if you if you could have it, whatever you wanted, what movie would you make? But we want to know what what would you do? What what do you what do you aspire dream to land. do? What? Yeah, dream dream dream, dream with us right now. So if, if, if money wasn't an option and I can just get to anywhere I needed to be, um, I would, I really would love to work on the broadcast side of hockey night in Canada um, with Sportsnet, CBC and Rogers. Um, I guess I love seeing the whole thing. I I've done count hundreds of hockey games, hundreds of them. And I've, I love doing them every single time. Don't get me wrong. I love the news. The news is great, and I love staying on top of it. Um, but when it comes to a hockey game, there, there's nothing beats the thrill of you hear the director and the audio guy and a technical producer, producer, everyone's in your ear screaming, and you're whipping around getting these shots with your long lens camera and staying on top of things. That is just absolutely amazing. And yeah. you can see on television exactly that your, where your hands were controlling and shooting and that's your shot now listen i gotta tell you something that mm -hmm. for you is a very achievable thing come on that's oh, where we want to see you do it. you can oh, do thank it. you yeah yeah man i mean come on just uh, just get the gig listen you can do it come on hockey night in canada is a cutthroat business and robert it's robert needs to there's some people got to fall down some stairs and then Robert's going to make his way to okay. the top. You know what I mean? Well, we and listen, my plans. we got to make sure that no like community television producers are paying attention to that story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? All right. Well, Robert, thank you very much. Wish you all the best. Thanks for being on the show. And we appreciate the kind of work that you do. And, uh, you know, thanks for hanging out with us and chit chatting with us and, uh, paying attention to us. You know, I mean, we are local, we are doing things and, um, you know, 
maybe uh, once again, we get to come on your show and talk about the things that we're doing. And, and uh, that's important to us. Of course. And I look, to, I look forward to having you guys on the show again at some point. All right. Listen, everyone. Uh, thanks. We'll see you again next week. Maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe we won't. Uh, but uh, we will continue to be around. And thanks for watching. Dream big. Work hard. Adios. Thank you. Really hope you enjoyed the show. Wherever you watched or listened, please leave us a comment or a review. We really want to hear from you. Share the show with a friend. You know they'll love us. Head over to our website, thefableforest.com. There's all kinds of great stuff. Poke around. Check it out. See you all again in a couple weeks.